And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast, brought to you by the Dynasty Football Network and DynastyFootballFactory.com. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz, and I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Rowan. Dynasty Madman on Twitter at DFF underscore Madman. <laughs> Shane Manila. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I just, we're not together. We were together last week, but we're not together this week. That's so funny because I was just awesome about to say, too. I just realized this is the first time since we were at that convention that we, we were doing a show together. That's funny. This uh, feels more comfortable. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> no, oh, yeah? I liked it, man. I thought it was cool being I, live. Yeah, but I believe Shane. I think Shane does definitely feel more comfortable in his basement talking in the microphone than talking around <laughs> crowds of people. That. Brad Ziegler <laughs> would be proud to hear him say that. <laughs> but yeah, I think we had a we had a lot of fun there. It was it was fun. Um, but yeah, now we're back to our normal situation. You guys, like, what? See your faces. See your faces not on camera. I mean, honestly, that was just cool to shake your hands and talk to you live in person. And I mean, no, you know, doing the show was a bit different, but just just hanging out with you guys. You know, in the flesh was pretty neat. In the death and house. In the flesh, I, I'm not really talking about Shane running around naked. I just mean, you know, we were all in the same place. <laughs> I don't think Shane, you might have run around naked. Well, never mind. But uh, you know, that I, was. <laughs> I definitely had pants on. I had pants on. <laughs> I had pants on. That was a that was a fun situation, definitely. So we have a big show tonight because we have Jeff Collins on, right? Yeah, that's uh, pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> all of our guests. That I've been impressed by. Uh huh. Um, he would certainly be up there for what he's done. What has but, he done? You know, uh, we could talk to him when he gets on, but my man's won millions of dollars in uh, fantasy football. He's won writing awards. Um, he also follows me on Twitter. So, I mean, that's just huge right there <laughs> for him, I'm sure. I think, to be honest, most of my friends are, are lucky to win a trophy or a belt at the end of the year. So this guy probably carries a little bit more clout, I think. Yeah, he got a belt too, though. He did get a belt. But uh, I don't think that was the, the, the major award. Yeah, the, it is a major award. It is funny. Yeah, he's got 22,000 followers and he follows 500 people. And he follows us because he follows me too. But I think it's probably because we're all in that league with him at the DFB Invitational. Oh, yeah. He didn't know he yes, existed before that league. But that's okay. <laughs> But it is cool that he gave us a follow um, when we joined that league. I thought that was pretty cool of him. Yeah, yeah sure. Cool guy. So we do have a little bit of news here, and it's brought to you by rotoassurance.com. Go to rotoassurance, put in the code DynastyTradesHQ, and get your 20% off. Obviously, the big news everybody talked about was Andrew Luck retiring this week, but it's been talked about a billion times. Yeah, I mean... I don't want to rehash anything. He retired. That's awesome, Greg, for him. So what we care about is the fantasy stuff. Right. So I'm just going to ask you two. I've got Jacoby Brissett as a top 15 quarterback with a, a shot at being having a top 12 season. Um, what do you guys see out of him fantasy-wise? Um, yeah, no, I agree with Shane. I, I also heard his little uh, factory outtake or quick take thing earlier this week, and I agreed with most of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Jacoby Brissett can step in and at least approximate Andrew Luck. You know, of course, everyone's saying, oh, he's not he's not going to you know duplicate Andrew Luck and everyone's going to suffer. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't replace Andrew Luck and Tom Brady and just, you know, the next day everything's the same. But I, I do like Brissett in fantasy, and I think a top half quarterback, you know, definitely possible for him to do. And, and I think most of the receivers are still, you know, close to as valuable as they were before. And I don't see T.Y. Hilton fa falling off the cliff. I realize Brissett can't throw the ball to necessarily to the fast receiver um, like Andrew Luck, maybe not quite as accurately, but that guy can throw the football too. I, I think 
Hilton is going to have a good season because I think he's that kind of guy that makes uh, quarterbacks better too, the way that he gets open um, and, and his quickness down the field. He's not just fast, um, just a great outlet for Jacoby Brissett. So I, I really am optimistic about it, like Shane was saying earlier this week and, and what he what he just said. I, I have more optimism about it. And I own Brissett in a lot of places, you know, those super flex, those deep super flex leagues where you like, uh, I'm going to just take a chance on Cody Kessler and Jacoby Brissett. So fortunately, I owned him in plenty of places because I didn't have a good shot to get him otherwise. It, it is funny, too, for fantasy-wise. Like you said, I was actually doing a best ball draft the day that uh, – Andrew Luck made the the announcement he retired, and I had drafted Jacoby Brissett like three hours earlier because we were in like that thirtieth round, whatever the hell it was. But um, you gotta also think that this wasn't like a huge shocker. Like they weren't just surprised out of nowhere that this was gonna happen. So they probably Your shoulders probably never been right. And, right. I mean, so I they know that's part of it. Yeah. So they've probably been preparing for it for a long time. I did see a lot of people pick up Joe. Jacoby Brissett, if he was available, most places he wasn't. But I saw a lot of people grab Chad Kelly, too. Trade alert. <laughs> okay. So, uh, What's the so trade I'm alert? Get, yeah, I'm going to get one of these trades in. So, you okay. know, we're, we're in that ultimate dynasty podcast league. Uh, yes, you, you are. Yes. So, much. <laughs> so uh, we went ahead and made a trade with Dynasty Happy Hour. Oh, cool. Um, what was that's it? That's also a podcast in case anyone listening to this show doesn't know. Check them out. Good, We've good all stuff. been on that show, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have. So um, there was a trade. Uh, we gave up Kyler Murray and Justice Hill. Um, and in return, we picked up uh, Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, and David Montgomery. Nice. Oh, yeah, we I like that trade very much. We really did well. <laughs> you guys like that trade. Well, I do. I got to tell you, um, it is not going well on the Twitter box. Seriously? Uh, yeah, with... Uh, uh, 311 votes with two hours left. So I don't see this making a, a huge transition or, or turnaround. Um, the Kyler, Mary, and Justice Hill side is winning 62 to 38. How is that? All right. So wait. So we got uh, Jacoby Brissett and David Montgomery, and we yeah. gave up Kyler Murray and Justice Hill. And people think that that's a bad trade. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Clearly, they think it's a terrible trade. <laughs> but that that doesn't make any sense to me, at least. I mean, I guess you, you're talking about a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back in a, on a team where there's what isn't there like five running backs on Baltimore right now? You there's know, Mark Ingram, Justice Hill, Kenneth Dixon, Gus Edwards. I mean, Justice Hill. Justice Hill's got a, a chance to to really you know crush this year and next year and you know going forward or I just, not i mean they still I mean, I, mean, yeah, I mean look look i mean yeah, but he, we don't know that he's going to be a, a starting running back for that team anytime soon uh, especially with mark ingram there this year and, and gus edwards is just a rookie that people project for certain things I, I think if you're trying to win now the deal that you made clearly to me stands out as something you can use this year to win your league there's no I question like i would so much gonna... rather have david montgomery than justice hill there's yeah. not even a question at long all term? about that oh 100 long term well yeah. even right now <laughs> i mean you that's know, ridiculous no, no doubt. yeah jacoby Brissett's going to be our qb2 lamar jackson's our qb1 um if andrew luck comes out of retirement at any point we'll we'll feel better but you know i can't I, I don't know if that'll happen. Well, that's another think. thing. That, that is this one last thing I wanted to say about Andrew Luck, especially for people that are in leagues that like have contracts and salary caps, especially it's in my league, the person asked that. He hasn't a 
officially like retired. He hasn't turned in his papers. He hasn't retired yet. So these people that are dropping him all over the place, I mean, it's not likely he's going to change his mind, but he hasn't retired yet. You know, he just said he was retiring. So until those papers are filed with the NFL, at least fantasy wise, I wouldn't be dropping him all over the place like a lot of people are. He's, I mean, I'm, I don't want to keep talking about him. But no, I know. I think but th- th- he, he that's why I said one last man. thing. Look, I, you know, I'm a lot of the married guys will know what I'm talking about. You know that <laughs> utter look of defeat when you've just given up on life? Like, he had that look to him. Oh just like, if you threw a football at him, like, he might have ran away. Yeah. Um, All right. So then does. move on. Go over to Lamar Miller, who's no, out for the quick, season. You just said you didn't want to talk about him anymore. Well, no, no, but I did want to talk about T.Y. Hilton because I think people think T.Y. Hilton is better than he is. He, he's wildly inconsistent. Just, just badly so. Um, I was using our buddy uh, Addison Hayes as FS statistics for that quick take, um, and if if no one heard that, it was just probably the greatest quick take that's ever been done. So, um, you know, check that out. But um, <laughs> over forty five percent of the time, he finishes as a wide receiver three or worse. Yeah, that's not good. That's very bad. No, that I understand. Which all right. So then let's talk about Lamar Miller going down because now what happens over there in Houston? Dookie baby, but yeah. now there's yeah now there's rumors all floating around the Twitterverse, um, which who knows how how big they are in actual truth. Jai, no, no, that was a actual yeah that that was actually someone went on air and said that incorrectly during the game. <laughs> um, so then all all the questions started coming through. Should I pick up Jai Jai? And I'm like checking Twitter, like dude, there's no indication that he's signing with anyone. But no. You should not pick up JJ even if he signs with someone. And I love that people think that somebody that's out there that nobody cares about all of a sudden signs that, oh, yeah, he's going to be an RB1. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, apparently it's floating around that the Dolphins and uh, Houston Texans might make a trade for Javadian, 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 Javadian Clowney. 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 Yeah, Javadian Clowney to Houston or no, to Miami. Miami. And Miami would give up a. Uh, Kenyon Drake and Kenny Stills, which I no I way that, that trade makes a lot of sense. No way, it's not <laughs> so going to happen. Dealing in the here and there, I think Duke Johnson has legitimate RB one upside this season. Not so the awesome. RB one, but he definitely should be a top ten running back. I have him in every almost every single league I'm in. That was so great because even Jeremy and I talked about it a couple months ago. It's like everybody's just dismissing the fact that he might end up somewhere else. And then once he got traded, it was awesome. And then now with Lamar going down. <laughs> but what about uh, Karan Higdon and uh, Demaria Crockett? Demaria. So Demaria is a little – he was a workhorse in college. Um, neither are really receiving weapons. Um Demiria had a, a really excellent freshman season and then uh, injured whatever seasons after that. I guess it's your sophomore year. He was a Devi guy, right? Like people liked him a couple years well, ago when we were doing yeah, Devi. I mean, he yeah. put up over 1,100 yards yeah. in his he freshman season. He definitely touched the ball. Yeah. Yeah. He averaged over, you know, 6.6 yards a carry his freshman season. He was injured his entire sophomore season. He played six games. He was really mediocre in his junior year, and he decided to come out when he probably should have just stayed in and went <laughs> undrafted. So, look, I, I, I picked up Crockett wherever I could. I put waivers in on him. Wherever he's already owned, I put, put him in on Higdon because, you know, it, 
either guy's just an injury away from having relevant. Sure. They both are cheap. Both were cheap. So yeah. yeah you know, I got one it. or the other or both, sure. I had Higdon in a whole bunch of the things, and I was doing them in like the fifth and fourth and fifth round in drafts just because we talked about on the show. Grab any running backs that are still available because you never know. Anybody goes down, they're up, you know? And so then there's you know what's crazy is that those guys had a, a week of I, I wish I had a real time like fantasy uh, spiky thingy. What do you call that when you watch the stocks? Like a, a spiky thing. Yeah, a spiky thingy. A graph. Yeah, spike, a spike graph. You know, a spike graph. Sure. Um, Whatever it's because, called. You know, everybody was on them, um, picking them up. And then Duke Johnson got traded there. And, you know, after Dante Fordman got traded, everyone picked them up. Then Duke Johnson got traded there. Everyone dropped them. And now Lamar Miller's injured, so everyone's picking them up again. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, realistically, like Duke Johnson, it's his job to lose at this point. We know he's a very talented running back. I love that guy. Me if too. his, uh, you know, feet and ankles kind of hold up, he, he definitely can score like a running back one, especially in that offense. I'm excited to see that. But, you know, most teams can't live and die with just one running back. So somebody else on that team is going to get some action. And, uh, you know, let's, I don't know who it's going to be, but anxious to see if it's going to be one of the guys that's there or if they do pull off some kind of a trade or bring somebody in that can kind of be, a, you know, backup running back or whatever there. I, I think they have the guys in place that can help that team, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, I'm going to go with Crockett for if anyone yeah. cares. That, that's who I'm grabbing. Um, but yeah. Same. Dukes just needs to stay healthy. Duke stays healthy. He's going to smash this year. It's funny. We have two other guys on here on the the news that aren't necessarily injury, but depending on what happens in front of them. And one of them is uh, with Tampa. It's Dare Ogun Boel. I think that's what they no, were That's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> that's what they were saying on the radio <laughs> when we were watching. Ogun Boel. It's Dare Ogun Bowale. <laughs> Is that really? I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I don't know either. That's what the guy said on the radio. I don't know. That sounds actually more accurate. (laughs) Well, but if you you spell it, like break it up, but whatever. So it says, go ahead. Um, So according to Trevor Sikama. Yeah. Yeah, Sikama. I'm having problems with it. I was going to say, you can't even say the reporter's name. You can find him on Twitter pretty easy. (laughs) At Tampa Bay Trey of the Pewter Report. Um, It looks like Dare or Dare. Uh Dorare. Is going to start as the uh, he'll start the season as the third down back there in Tampa Bay because Peyton Barber's not particularly good at catching the football and neither is Ronald Jones. Um, there's interesting. He's another guy that you know I've been picking up all over the place because he's been getting a lot of first team reps during the preseason. And then uh, I don't know if you guys know this guy. I think it's uh, Scott Barrett. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he noted that uh, he noted that as well as. Uh, he was going talking about the preseason as a guy you should pick up. So Scott Barrett told me to do it. So I, I picked him up everywhere I could. He had 60 receptions in his final two college seasons. Um, you know how many he's had so far in his pro career? Two years. No. Zero. zero. Oh. <laughs> and I will accept no as equal to zero, so you are correct. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so he's but had you know, zero just, targets in two years? Yeah, well, I think he the one he's mainly been a special teamers, and I'm uh, not even sure if he, he even played in his first season because he has no stats whatsoever. Um, I'm picking him up. I just think people might want to temper their expectations a little bit. Don't don't expect a lot from him. I was looking at Bruce Arians' um, targets to the running back, and outside of David Johnson and Andre Ellington um, one season, um you know, it's not like it's a, a real great amount. The, the starting running back saw about, you know, 50 over the last six years, they've saw about 50, uh, 50 targets. And then Jameis, 
except for his rookie season, he hasn't really targeted the running back at all. But I don't know if that's a function of, you know, injuries to Charles Sims while he was there or what. Well, it is funny. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago about the preseason will shine a light on some players that people aren't like really looking at. And then we made our teams over these last couple of months based on word and what we thought would happen. But now's the time to like tweak your roster. And like you're saying, picking them up. I was at the airport yesterday and I was looking around and he was available. And the guy we're going to talk about next was available in a couple of leagues. And I dropped some people on the end of my rosters to pick him up. And I think it's important for people to try to manage your rosters now. A lot of people just are blowing off these couple of weeks going, oh, football's finally going to start. But there's guys like that can be that can be picked up. Him and then also that Damian Willis who, you know, uh, it was posted on Twitter. You retweeted something about it. And then you're like, who's this guy? And then I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah, who's this guy? And I looked and then I went and picked him up in a couple places too. So who is Damian Willis? Well, first, though, we got to give a shout out to Rookie Fever Podcast because there's the one that tweeted out. That's I think right. That's the first. I, I'm sure they didn't break the news. It's not like they have a in with the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> coaching staff. Maybe they do. They, they were one of the first people I see tweet about it, and they noted that he's actually going to start the season as the X receiver. Yeah. Um, for the Bengals, I had I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> um, I. I sincerely thought it was a typo at first. So I looked the name up after I said, who is this or who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Um, and he's a real person. He went to Troy state, um, AJ greens replacement. Right. So AJ green average, what, you know, 15 points a game. You can pencil this guy in for at least 15 points a game. <laughs> probably not, probably no. not, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's amazing that Bengals wide receiver core outside of Tyler Boyd, is just not good. Um, there's Tyler Boyd. There's AJ Green when he's on the field. John Ross sucks. Um, but another interesting guy, um, if you're looking at any stashes, is Stanley Morgan Jr.'s over there, who smashed in college. His good size. He's the. Uh, I was looking at the Bengals depth chart. He's actually uh, behind John Ross and some other guy. But uh, I could see him taking John Ross's job at some point this season. Can you imagine it? You got Tyler Boyd out of the slot. You got Stanley Morgan Jr. on one side, and you got Damian Willis on the other, and you're you're going to win a fantasy championship with those those three guys right there. Yeah. So Damian Willis, anyway, um, good size, good speed, six six three, uh, two hundred and five pounds. He runs a four five one. Uh, two seasons at uh, Troy. I don't even know if it's Troy State. Come to think, I think it might be just Troy, like the guy. I don't even know if it's a real college. He might have just learned from one guy named Troy. Anyway, I don't think that's how it works. But yeah, yeah. ninety-eight receptions for almost fifteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, and a fifteen point three yards per catch, which I like. So yeah, I, I grabbed him. He's another guy. Ever everywhere I could, I went out and just I just put a bid on him, and uh, I got him in a couple leagues, really cheap, like like a dollar. Yeah, it was. I was amazed how many leagues that I'm in that had open first come first serve waivers. Actually, I was able to pick up some of these players just going in and picking them up, you know. Um, and then there were some that I put in waivers for. So the only other news that we had before we bring in our guest was Doug Martin being IR'd and then released. But I actually thought he was already elite released. <laughs> well, he was, but they brought him back when. Um... I don't know. Something happened. They brought him back for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but um, yeah, he gone. Um, 
I was looking at the Oakland depth chart, and I think it's DeAndre Washington. I'd have to go check, but I believe it's DeAndre Washington is now the Oakland Raiders' uh, second running back. Or, or well, I, I, actually, it's Jalen Richard. But oh, yeah. So don't don't drop those Jalen Richard shares just because Josh Jacobs there, because Jalen Richard is literally a play away from being a. Um, well, he wouldn't be a three down back. He's too little, <laughs> but he'd get a lot of the work. A lot of the work. Yeah, kind of like an Eckler thing or something. So um, one thing I got from all of this, uh, Mike, you were alluding to earlier, if you yes, don't mind me saying something, of course, is that people should <laughs> always be churning the bottoms of their roster. I Definitely. mean, year round, not just now. Uh, they have nothing to lose by, you know, rolling a couple of guys off the roster and taking a shot at these players. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's the best advice I think we've given so far. Yeah. yeah, I mean that—that's that, yeah. Obviously, that or not obvious. Maybe it's not obvious. It's apparently it's not obvious. Of, yeah. Yeah, the bottom. Yeah, obviously. Again, that's now the fifth time I've said obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's apparent because you can see a lot of rosters. People are dropping guys now that were injured six months ago or <laughs> are still free agents. You know, things like that. When yeah, you should be churning your roster every week. Because even if you can spin a couple good preseason games into a fourth round pick, something like that, you you know you've come out ahead. So you turn the bottom of your rosters. That's what they're built for. Don't fall in love with these free agents, these undrafted free agents, and uh, guys like that. It is really weird because we're so close. I think what are we nine days away till the start of the NFL season? I mean, time and real flies. Quick, DeAndre Washington is the third running back on the Oak. Glenn Raiders depth chart cool. and again Jalen Richard is the second so if Jalen Richard's floating around there for some reason make sure you pick him up too because that guy's a great pass catcher um advanced analytics actually suggest that he's a, a a good running back too cool so all right so before we bring in our guest why don't we hear from the scouting academy Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position -position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Yep, so if you want to scout like a pro, go ahead and uh, head up to Scouting Academy. Save yourself $50 on the next registration. There's a link on our site. Um, so we're going to go from scouting college pros to scouting DFS um, <laughs> because I couldn't think of a good transition. Um, I'll so do we the have, transition. Then. Yeah, we have <laughs> Jeff A, um, as some people might refer to him, or Hefe. Okay, all right, all right. You made fun of me when we were getting him what? on. I'm just, no, I'm introducing <laughs> our guest. Please don't be rude. And um, he's cracking up down there in the bottom corner. <laughs> So our guest, um, he might be the <laughs> most accomplished guest we've ever had on the show. <laughs> well, it Draft is. Listen, Kings. I think he's right. He's probably right. Yeah. He's won DraftKings FB World Championship. I don't know what the FB stands for. Oh, my God. Um, oh, so I'm glad you're doing this then. <laughs> okay. He's won the FanDuel $1 million <laughs> fan champ in 2018. And he was also the fantasy sports writer uh 
Association. Oh my I god. Hey Jeff. Hey Jeff. You he want to Jeff? He was the, Jeff. Can I get his last accolade out? He was the writer of the year in 2018 for the FSWA. Pretty impressive. You see what I'm dealing with here, Jeff? This is Oh my god. I know, what and we just Jeff sat here. We sat what here and worked it all out and everything too, and then he just like bulldozed <laughs> through. So Jeff is sitting in his hotel room in San Diego. Jeff, you want to correct any of that that Shane just said? No, man. I, I played DFS a little bit. Sometimes I play Dynasty Leagues and season long, and, and that's about it. <laughs> a little bit. He's a little good. He's just a little good guy. And you yeah. can find him on Twitter at Jeff K. Collins, correct? Yep. Awesome. So, yeah, we and you're also in our DFB Invitational League that we've talked about a million times on the show. Scotty so. Barrett's League, Dude Fantasy Bro, Invitational. Well, yeah, you just killed the vibe with that. <laughs> no, that's what DFB stands for, Dude Fantasy Bro. I mean, you have to frame that up. That's cool as hell. And Scott Barrett invited us and all of his cronies and his buddies and friends, and uh, Jeff's in it. And you had a pretty good draft, right, Jeff? How would you feel about that from a DFS I, standpoint? you like I your mean, draft? Everyone, I think, loves their draft after it. No, <laughs> we didn't. Oh, yeah. Well, it's hard when you have co-owners. but It is hard, yeah. yeah. You're just drafting the players you like, so you better like your draft, you know? Um, and I, I loved my draft. Dynasty leagues are kind of um, uh, something that I I really take a lot of pride in because that's my background. That's how I first got into fantasy in the first place. I used to commission a bunch of dynasty leagues, uh, about 100 leagues at a time is what wow. I would do. And I'd play in, you know, 50-plus at a time back before DFS, back when I had that kind of time. And I, I feel like I've got the strategy down, right? And yeah. uh, you guys are familiar with what I do. Obviously, after doing a draft with me, what I do is I just trade back a lot. And I try to get a really deep squad, guys with upside that could develop into the elite tier one players. And I, I think I did that with my team. So I've got a team that I feel like is, is pretty deep at every position at this point, even though right after the draft, it was pretty weak at running back. But... Um, after the rookie draft and after making a trade with, I think I would I make the trade with Reeves um, for Fournette that my team looks really good right now. It's funny. Nobody ever told us that in the beginning that you had commissioned a hundred dynasty leagues. All everybody kept yeah. telling us is, Oh, he's a DFS guy. So he'll be in a DFS mindset. All right. Well, when you win a million dollars, Yes. DFS, that kind of gets, you know what I mean? Like after that, whatever you do, it's kind of secondary. You know, like he could be an excellent chef, but no one's going to be like, oh yeah, you know, Jeff, he's a good cook. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I just mean that nobody told us that he had done Dynasty so much. There was all that talk in that league about, oh, the DFS guys and then the redraft guys and then you guys right. with your podcast, you know. Yeah, I think even T.J. Calkins made a comment, and I, I think it was ha you know partly tongue in cheek anyway. You know that the, the DFS guys are the ones that have the toughest you know road in this league, and I that definitely didn't show in the drafting. But yeah, I had no idea, Jeff, that you were so into dynasty. I mean, yeah, I think everyone's aware of the DFS, but yeah, that's a that's a big surprise. I don't know that you really talk about that that much. I, I don't anymore just because, uh, I, I mean, I wish Dynasty had a, a bigger audience, but it seems like all anyone wants to hear about from me is the DFS stuff. But uh, And, of course, this is my only active Dynasty league. It's just it's such a big time requirement to 
to be the type of actor I, uh, or type of owner I like to be in these leagues, which is active and making trade offers and, um, you know, setting my lineup every week and, and all that. When you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line every week in DFS, sometimes right. you might forget to set a lineup <laughs> if you're playing a bunch of dynasty leagues. Yeah, I do that, but I wouldn't be comfortable with the kind of stakes you're talking about making those dumb mistakes that I've made. I was just going <laughs> to say, you're in thousands of dollars of DFS? <laughs> Yeah. So what is it exactly that you do now for a living with DFS? How, how do you do that? I mean, I've been playing for four or five years, five plus years now at DFS, pretty decent stakes. And then last year I had a, a really solid year to where now I'm playing at, at you know, pretty high stakes at week one on, on just on FanDuel. The contest I've entered so far is 40,000. So I, I sh I'll be playing six figures week one with all the sites combined. And uh, I've kind of built it to that point. And now I also give advice on a site that I started right before baseball season called Number Ball, which is a little bit different than your typical content sites you see in DFS. I'm less about handing an answer sheet of here are the players that I like and more about here are the players I like, but this is why I like them. These are This is how I got there. Here are the sites I use to research and here are the exact stats that I think makes this player stand out above the other. And, and here's why uh, this ownership is too high on this guy. And basically just teaching people how to do it the way I do it. And um, it's, it's gone really well so far. We've got some pretty exciting partnerships that we're announcing soon. This week uh, is a really exciting one. Um, so I, I feel good about this site and pr providing content every day. Like you can't beat that job, man. That's, that's what I do and I'm loving it. That's awesome. Are you doing it alone or is there anybody else with you on the site? I, I started off thinking I was just going to do it alone and then it kind of exploded and became more popular than I thought it was going to be. So now I've just started to add guys that I think are doing things in the industry that haven't been done yet. Hmm. Uh, we've actually received I mean, hundreds of applications and people ask, hey, why didn't you end up picking me? And I tell them, well, the people I hire are the people that are either showing that they can teach me something or just innovating in a different way that I haven't seen yet and sure. basically that are going to make me a better player myself. So if I feel like someone I hire is going to make me a better player, then I know that's going to become really good content. That's what we've done with uh, Justin Freeman, who's just uh, incredibly sharp. He's built out a bunch of uh, or a couple projection templates that you can do with assumptions on market share and coaching tendencies. And then, uh, James McCool, who's a really sharp guy, is doing a lot of baseball stuff with a stat he developed called X home runs per nine, and then also starting to develop some really cool football stats, which I'll share with you guys as soon as we release that. But it's um, <laughs> a really cool, cool yeah. stuff. <laughs> Great. Most of play data. Yeah. yeah, I actually, um, so I got a membership uh, to Numberball, even though um, I called it the wrong thing in our DM thread. But it, it definitely <laughs> is so Jeff's site. And um, I've actually been reading a lot of it. <laughs> And uh, it doesn't just have DFS stuff there, though. It does have season long. It has, um, if I'm wrong, I think it has some uh, dynasty <laughs> stuff, but it definitely has season long stuff too. But yeah, the, the, what Jeff was saying with the DFS, it definitely, you feel like you're learning something and not just getting uh, like pick these players, which is really cool because eventually you'd like to be good enough to not have to subscribe to sites to figure out, oh, well, this is why you're going to play a guy. And that's what I wanted to ask Jeff is, um, 
how do you plan you know your do you plan your drafts in advance and and can you give us uh, maybe some insight into how you do that even um in your approach to the scott barrett invitational or the dfb invitational dynasty uh draft or any drafts i mean is there a way that you go about planning them in advance um yeah, I'll, I'll speak specifically to the DFB Invitational because this is a, a strategy that I'm, uh, yeah, again, I've spent years developing. It's just tinkering yeah. with different things and seeing what works. But what I like to do in Dynasty Leagues, uh, aside from trading down, like I already mentioned, is to really focus on having my equity in wide receivers. So yeah. given the fact that I have Leonard, Leonard Fournette right now, which is, you know, like a third round equity type player, uh, that's a little uncomfortable for me because I, I just think that with the injuries and the the job changes and everything at the position, that it's a lot safer in dynasty for long-term investments to have most of your equity invested into your your wide receivers. So yep. um, that that's kind of my overall strategy. I would say that uh, with in regards to draft picks, I typically am getting rid of my draft picks right around draft time and then um, acquiring draft picks uh, before that because I feel that that plays the best with the, the values at the time. Of course, the, the values, the perception of the value of all these picks change based on the, time, the season that you're in. So I uh, try to take advantage of all the kind of stuff like that. And um, overall, when you do those sorts of things, you end up with a team that's going to compete every year and that um, – yeah, I think right now, I mean, honestly, tell me what you guys think, but I think I'm clearly uh, a playoff team right now. Um, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. I, I like that you have some backup quarterbacks. Honestly, the profile of your wide receivers, quarterbacks, and, you know, tight end is how I like to have teams. You have more running backs than, than we do in this league. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you're one of the better teams you know, based on the stratification you have. And that's not just for this season. I know Scott thinks that they have the Scott and TJ think they have the best team. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not sure I'd have to compare them more side by side, but I think this is definitely a playoff team. Yeah. The depth at wide receiver alone. I mean, it's like huge. Well, and Jeff actually has a guy we were talking about. It's got Karan Higdon. Yeah. Um, Ty Johnson, uh, a couple players that could find themselves with some uh, expanded roles. CJ Anderson, Yep. Um, so it seems like he hammered a lot of the running backs late in the draft, um, which is a good idea in, in dynasty leagues because yeah, you, you kind of want to just keep recycling those running backs. Um, Miles Sanders, um, who's going to be a three down back, regardless of all the idiots. Uh, and the biggest name really. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The biggest name there outside of Leonard Fournette. And like you said, uh, the structure of this is, you know, running backs that didn't cost a lot, you know, the equity in them is, you know, it's just not there. That's also, he's got pr two pretty out. good tight ends with cook and, uh, OJ Howard sitting there. Yep. The, the That's trade like tight end the, three, I think. Yeah. The trade, the <laughs> trade yeah. that you made, the trade that you made to get um, Leonard Fournette, uh, looking here, you gave up Damian Harris and Daniel Jones and a first to get Leonard Fournette, Chad Henney, wow. and a fourth. So in this That's league, a lot to give away. Yeah, but is it really though? I, I would rather have Leonard Fournette and uh, then. I'm not saying I wouldn't rather have Leonard Fournette. I'm just saying he he did give a lot to get Fournette, so clearly he wanted him. <laughs> But he needed him too. If you looked at the yeah. running backs that just he had like on us. his team, just, yeah. Just like if us, you looked we, at the running backs he had. Well, he got Chad Henney. I mean, you can't <laughs> sell that. You always have to get Chad Henney. <laughs> you joke, but Barry's been bugging me to, to try and get him because well, he has Mahomes. 
And you and uh, Chad Hetty's done for the year, isn't he? Didn't he break oh, his arm? He? Yeah, they picked no, up. Uh, That's right. Damn but he it, also had. They picked up. But he I also had three. Good. He also had four quarterbacks uh, to be able to give up Daniel Jones because he had. He still has three left, right. so it works right. for him to get a Did running Daniel, back. Just real quick, Daniel Jones. All of a sudden, it's hilarious because everyone made fun of him and the Giants, yeah. including I think us. Um, <laughs> I, and that, I know you made fun of him a lot. Yeah, Daniel Jones is like the hot commodity now. Everybody's trying to trade for him. <laughs> oh, no. I just looked at our team. We, we have one, two, three players that are in <laughs> injured reserve, including well, we Lamar have, Miller, yeah. Hakeem Butler. <laughs> we don't yeah, have... that's, not, that's not ideal. <laughs> no, we, we have Ronald Jones and Tariq Cohen. Those are only two running backs. So you're right. Maybe we should have made a deal that, uh, that yeah, Jeff was yeah. able to make. Real quick, it's Matt Moore. Um, he, he's now the Chiefs' backup. So if you're playing in a super flex league, you want to go pick up some Matt Moore. Yeah, I mean, the fact that this is a super flex league, I, I think, is why Reeves was interested in acquiring Daniel Jones there. He yeah. didn't have much in the way of quarterbacks, and then I, I had a need at running back. So it's, it seemed to make a bit of sense. He wanted to, I think, build for the future a bit more as well. And the roller coaster, too, with, with Damian Harris and Sony Michelle at the beginning of training camp thinking, oh, man, Sony, uh, it's not looking great for him. Damian Harris could get um, some some work on, work early. Like, his stock started to rise, and I'm going, oh, man, I, I'm not sure how much I like this trade anymore. Then when his came back down, then <laughs> Dan Jones's stock shot up. So I don't know about this trade overall. Right now I feel pretty good about it, but it's definitely a fair trade. Well, yeah, and even wasn't it this week they were talking about with um, New England that uh, Harris is like number four on their chart right now for who played. Yeah, right the, uh, Jeff got his big smile when I said that. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's the New England backfield. So I don't know exactly. that him being the fourth running back truly matters that much because if he's the guy that, you know, that Belichick thinks is – best for that week's game script, then he's going to get a ton of run. And that's why I never take any of those New England running backs. Anyways. Well, that's a bad, that's bad. That's terrible, Fanny. No, it's not. Hey, dude, I won that. more leagues than you did the last couple of years, so whatever. Oh, no, God. it's not false. We'll put it up Stop and we'll show you. things up, be a liar. You're he's the one who makes it up. He's an injury, though, too, right? I mean, that's the thing with Damian Harris. It's like the only right. reason he's RB4 right now is because he can't practice. So I think once he gets back out there and is practicing – all of a sudden we start talking about a role for him and stuff. Right. And I mean, they gave him what, something like 15 carries at least in the second or third preseason game. I forget. I believe it was the second and he looked really good. He looked like what we thought he was going to be coming out of college. Um, just unfortunately his landing spot's not the best, but and it even he takes a turn for worse. Yeah. Cause Sony, Michelle, all of a sudden they've decided that they're going to throw him the ball. So that really, that, that kind of hurts Damian Harris's, uh, you know, his uh, value right there. You know, and speaking of all these rookies, we talk about it with Dynasty, but with you doing DFS, are there any rookies that people really should be interested in when you're doing all these DFS players? Because a lot of these players we talk about, it's just like guys we hope might do something in Dynasty. But for DFS, how many of these rookies from this year really have any value for you? Well, I mean, I think we'll see who ends up making the team, but Singletary is probably going to be pretty relevant <laughs> in, in DFS. Um, uh, who knows who's going to make the team and everything. Um, Tony Pollard is going to be pretty relevant. I would say. Week <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Like, he'll probably <laughs> What's his pricing look like? 
What's um, is his pricing caught up with the fact that Zeke isn't um around? Is it caught no, up I yet? Think he's been priced on DraftKings. Really? I haven't checked, but they 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 released their salaries a long time ago, so I bet you he's min priced. So it's time to go head up some DraftKings. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll look right now. He's yeah, he's pulling You've it up right now. Inspired Shane, forty five hundred. So yeah, that's not min price, but it's definitely really cheap. He's gonna get if if Zeke is out week one. Oh, I just went through our projections with uh, James and Justin, the the two math guys, the two projection guys. And it was hard for us to to stay under like seventy percent rushing market share because it's like who else is there? It's Alf Morris, it's Darius Jackson who hasn't done anything. They're probably going to cut Weber. Like Weber hasn't even done anything. So like who else is going to get the carries? Zeke is out. Uh, Tony Pollard is just going to beast. Yeah, you had that conversation on Twitter a couple hours ago. I saw you writing that over and over. You were having a conversation with some people. Uh, for people that do DFS, are you able to put your lineups in right now for week one? Yeah, sure. You, you can edit all the way up until lock. But yeah, I've got like a, a dummy, what I call a dummy lineup. You just select a bunch of random players. That way you can enter that into the contest and then you figure it out the night before. Oh, Good. that's cool. And then is that is that what you do? You you. You don't lock your lineup until the night before, or even up I until mean, the game. Really, it's it's minutes before. It's after the inactives come out and all that kind of stuff, um, making final adjustments then. But uh, often doing a lot of work on um, who exactly the the percentage of each player I want my lineups. Uh, sometimes I'm building as many as 150 lineups per site. Wow! And in order to do that, you have to figure out all right, how much do I like this player relative to this player, and I want to make sure that's reflected in the lineups that I build out. So uh, that's an entire process that takes hours, or it can take you hours. It takes me hours. Um, and uh, and yeah, or otherwise, your main lineup, like your, your cash game lineup or your main tournament lineup, uh, you're tinkering with that all weekend and finalizing that the hour before lock. Sometimes you actually plug in like placeholders and then you worry about it. What, you know, just you enter that contest and then you you worry about it before lock. You, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I join my contests wow. whenever they yeah. get released. So like Monday, nice. and it's just a dummy lineup. It's just whatever players in there, and uh, that's just to reserve my spot in the contest. And then, uh, yeah, it's 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 really tinkering all week and and really finalizing everything that last twenty four hours. So for the people that listen to us, because mostly they're dynasty people, that's why I asked that question about DFS. But um, so when they go into right now, you could do it that far out because isn't it still like two weeks away till football starts? Uh, usually when the season starts, you can't really do it that far out, can you? Is it a week to week thing or can you do like a whole bunch of weeks at one time? Uh, since week one is, uh, you know, there's nothing before it really, aside from preseason, they release those about a month before Okay. Uh, they'll, they'll release it before preseason even starts. So, uh, all those contests are available right now to join the Millie maker for week one. You can join that right now and you enter a lineup in and you just edit it later. I saw I'm you do some too. I'm inspired now. <laughs> I saw you wrote something on Twitter earlier about coming in second in something. What, what was that? Hmm. Um, so I finished in two live finals, second, uh, second place um, this past year. I finished. Well, the, the nice thing about it is I finished second in the the FanDuel football live final, and that was, I believe, uh, four hundred thousand a first and and two hundred thousand a second. So I took wow. two hundred thousand. But the best part of that was I was also in a contest that same week that, uh, where I won a million dollars. Oh my um, gosh. 
So with a totally different lineup, uh, it was called the Fan Championship. It was a $250 entry. And what I did that week is that was uh, the week that Saquon Barkley was super chalk against the Titans. Mm-hmm. And Derrick Henry was coming off that huge game against the Jags. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So they were playing each other. Everyone loved Saquon Barkley. And I just played Derrick Henry coming off that huge game, projecting big market share moving forward from him. And the Giants didn't score any points. I mean, Saquon had his worst game of the year. Henry had a, a big game with multiple touchdowns. And all of a sudden, I'm uh, $1.2 million richer. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. So what are some of the players that you're trying to stack, you know, this season? I, I know people try to capture that magic in stacks. They do it in Dynasty, season long, and DFS. But what are some of the things that you're looking at with stacks this season? Even in best ball, I think that that's kind of a, a good way to approach those in the big championships that where there's a playoff round and and weeks 14 through 16 or whatever you're playing against the winners of every league uh stacking can become really valuable because it's it's the same dfs principles with the correlation and you're looking for one of your your, if you stack two teams in your lineup or or one team you're looking for that that team or two to get hot Mm -hmm. and and carry you through the playoffs And, and that's something that's very very possible a team that I think is great for that uh, two specifically, which I talked about on Twitter today, would be the Texans and the Bucks. Uh, specifically in that cool. best ball format, if you can stack both of those together, which is uh, something I've done, those two mm-hmm. play each other in the Super Bowl week too. So yeah. um, typically, game stacks are something in DFS that can be pretty valuable um, with both sides going off in a shootout. And I could definitely see Tampa Bay Houston being one of those games. Cool. Yeah. That's encouraging. I um, had the chance to play in pros versus Joes, uh, thanks to Shane and Dynasty Football Factory. It was pretty neat drafting against some of those guys that really know um, really know a lot about best ball and season long and have their strategies. And I was actually excited to come away with the Sean Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and their kicker Fairbairn. <laughs> I was thinking every time Hopkins catches a touchdown pass, you know that's uh, uh, you know pretty safe there but um yeah that was the best i came away with in that draft but i i was excited to get that yeah i think that um i mean you guys know it's no secret that i've got a uh, love for deshaun watson this year um i've got oh him. yeah you, you want to trade for him in the dfb <laughs> i'm down guys i've sent some offers and i'll admit that like in Superflex, that's not something that i've done for years and years and years my my normal dynasty leagues haven't yeah. been super flex so it is it's really tough to value those uh quarterbacks and honestly probably doesn't even fit with my strategy that's I, I never you know pay up for quarterback i mean i never draft quarterbacks early and um i i like most of my equity and receivers but um i'm still interested i i put a bunch of money on deshaun watson women mvp at 25 to 1 put a bunch of money on uh odell beckham to lead the league in receiving at 18 to 1 and uh, those are the two guys that I'm super, super high on. Those two guys and, and Kenyon Drake, who's a little bit more of a sleeper, I guess, a guy that's, whose stock is dropping. But uh, if I had to pick three guys that are going to define my season this year, it's probably those. Well, when you say that, where where are you putting those bets? Is that Vegas or do DraftKings and FanDuel's do prop bets now? <laughs> Funny enough, yes. I, I placed those bets on my honeymoon in Lake Tahoe. Oh, <laughs> And it's Tahoe, you can't get as much action as you can in Vegas. I asked them, hey, what's the max I can bet 
on Odell because that was the one I felt the best about, right? 18 right. to one on, on that. And uh, he's like, oh, you can try for like, for like as much as you want. I said, okay, ask him about 7K. <laughs> and uh, so he had to like make a phone call. He comes back. He's like, no, we can't do 7K, man. So I think I ended up getting like two or 3,000 down on it, whatever they would let me. But uh, as soon as they did, the odds dropped down to eight to one. As soon as you did your bet? As soon as you did your bet. Yeah, so that, as soon as the money went down, the, the odds changed. That was my question. So like when you do all these DFS things, those websites don't have those kind of prop bets, right? You'd have to do that somewhere oh, yeah, they, else. They do, but you have to be in New Jersey. So I, I'm in California. That's where I live. And uh, I, I'm not allowed to to sign on to the, oh. the FanDuel and, and DraftKings sports books in from California. When I go to Jersey, I can do it, but um, yeah, it's specifically uh, you know state by state thing. Well, aren't, isn't the laws changing? Aren't they getting ready to change for all the states? Like you say, state by yeah. state. So is California one of the ones that should be changing soon? Or yeah, I don't know the exact timeline, but states are already starting to change over, and I think. Uh, Within the next five years is, is pretty realistic that a lot of states are going to have sports betting, but certainly within the next 10 years, you'd imagine that most states are going to allow sports betting just because it can make the state so much money. It's just it's hard to push back on that too much when all the other states are doing it, too. When you can all you point to another state and be like, well, they're doing it so we can do it, you know, um, so it's pretty, pretty easy to, to get past at this point, I think. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to come down here to South Florida. Now, you guys have dog racing, don't you? Oh God, no, we don't. We don't have that anymore. But we, yes, unfortunately, they did Can have you that. You bet down on Highlight down there, in Miami? Uh, I, dude, I used to go to Highlight, but like freaking twenty years ago. Um, I think all those Highlight casinos are now all like, uh, uh, whatever. They're different now. But uh, <laughs> so we we did have a whole bunch of trades that we wanted to talk about, and you know, you have the, your perspective of DFS. Even though you, we found out now on the show that you have a deep dynasty perspective as well. But uh, we had a couple of trades that we wanted to discuss. If you're interested in uh, talking about them with us, I'll do as many trade talks as you want to do and give you feedback on those. Absolutely, awesome. All right, Shane. Cool. So I won't yell because um. Yeah, we're all good. Jeff's ever listened to the show. I don't want to startle him or anything like that. Uh, waivers just went through. Wait, Shane, I got. Okay, Junior we lost Smith. Shane. We lost That's Shane because he's looking at waivers now. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so our first trade. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. This is an FFPC league. Um, in case anyone's not aware, FFPC is a tight end premium, one and a half points for tight end scoring. Uh-huh. Um, we've got the Darius Geis spelled incorrectly on the one side <laughs> and Evan Ingram on the other. Just straight up? Just straight up. Oh, Ingram. No chaser. No chaser, right? I, look, I'm just an innocent bystander. I just want to hear your opinions. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Geis is, uh, is like a, I don't know, seventh-ish round guy. Ingram, fourth-ish. So uh, to me, that's not really close. I, I would go Ingram like without hesitation, no counter needed, nothing, just auto-accept. Yeah, tw Twitter agreed with you um, wholeheartedly. Evan Ingram, 61%, 39% over oh, Darius Geis. I thought he's Mark Ingram. Dude, that's not even close. Can't, you're you're <laughs> just giving me a softball or what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so it's okay. if Evan Ingram so is a tight end. So trade, what do you think about Evan Ingram? <laughs> Evan. Okay, well, that's a oh, totally different trade, you mean. Yeah, uh, so the one with Evan Ingram instead. 
Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go Evan Ingram uh, still there <laughs> with the tight end premium. Uh, is going to get a lot of receptions, I think. Who knows about the scoring? But uh, So, yeah, both Ingrams, Mark and Evan. On your on your Twitter poll, do you put the little note that you put on here where it says Geis replaces Lindsay as my RB two and and Mark Andrews is now your starting tight end? No, because I don't think that Twitter honestly on Twitter polls half the people don't read them. Um, so you know, what I, mean? I think people just like to press buttons. Yeah. So whichever button looks the prettiest, they're gonna they're gonna press it, which is why people use all those stupid ass emojis now for. Yeah. Uh, to polls well so, that, yeah that's the other thing of why, why polls are not that good anyways but yeah as a tight end premium i agree i would go with evan ingram too even though i love darius geis but even your notes make it seem like you'd have to because then if you're saying mark andrews is then your starting tight end we hope that mark andrews is gonna be good but if he's not then you have no what do you mean hope he just put up a historic rookie season for a tight end i understand but you're saying as opposed to giving away evan ingram in a tight end premium Uh, you don't like Darius guys all right oh my god you don't you don't even listen to the sentence that i said when i I said i love darius guys but you don't you don't even evan is evan ingram's worth more right now so you, you know what I'm saying? He's worth more than Darius Geis. Yes. I'm not saying that Darius Geis is never going to outscore Evan Ingram, but right now people are paying way more for Evan Ingram than Darius Geis. Exactly. And Shane doesn't, it doesn't matter what I say. So, all right. So go on well, to your next trade, Shane. I got distracted by a hair on my shirt. So I stopped looking. <laughs> um, oh my so this God. is a hashtag get Josh Gordon the f- off my team. Good. Um, you should. This is a best ball league trade. Um, Josh Gordon and a 2021 second rounder for Miles Boykin and a 2021 <laughs> first rounder. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd rather have Gordon, man. Um, but and, and honestly, I'm a bit higher on on Gordon than most, I think. But um, and I devalue first round picks more than most um, as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, Josh Gordon. This year with no Gronk, I can't imagine that he wouldn't just really make you regret getting rid of him, man. Uh, why is this something, some like inside joke where you hate Josh Gordon? Well, you know, no, Jeff, he actually loves the show. It. God damn it! Um, <laughs> next nice. time you're setting the lineups, just put us on in the background, and I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll bore my way into your skull. Um, Josh Gordon uh, has completely screwed me over. <laughs> uh, too many times and, he's and, done that to everybody yeah and that's well they, yeah there's that so that's why the, the trade is a uh, hashtag get josh gordon the f- off my team because i want no parts of josh gordon that was somehow i didn't even know i still owned him in that league is this a um, dynasty league though you said best ball league is it a best yeah, ball it's a dynasty league? best ball yeah well there's i mean i can see picks. where you're going getting that first round pick in miles boykin and getting the hell away from josh gordon's um seemingly poor decision making i mean I, I get that um you know this year you know in season long if you're doing something in, in best ball non-dynasty I, I think Gordon is the guy that you want to bank on, but in Dynasty, I think it's probably exactly the opposite. Yeah. Miles Boykin, I think, has a good future, mm-hmm. and I, I'd rather have that first than that second. And I'd rather step away from Josh Gordon uh, for more than, you know, beyond this year. So, I mean, I see why you did that. I agree, Dynasty. too. For for that trade, I don't even care about the two players. I'd rather have the pick, and yeah. I don't really care about picks. And it's funny, yeah. I just got a trade yeah. offer from Crazy. Justin in the Listener League. Oh. He just any, any good? No. He offered me uh, Josh Gordon and Willie Sneed again because he sends ooh. Willie Sneed a lot uh, for Darius Geis. 
That's I would not take that. <laughs> I know. I turned it down and I told him no Jeff, thank you. Not if you say <laughs> Jeff, you're our guest, so so proper <laughs> etiquette dictates if you tell him to accept this trade, he has to accept no, it. No, I do not. <laughs> Jeff. Oh, yeah, we no. just made that up. No, I would take that one. I, I like guys there, but I feel like uh, you guys might value these first more than me, so I should trade you my first round pick in twenty twenty one. It is funny, Jeff, because we, we talk about it a lot. Jeremy and I are very happy with trading away all our picks, and Shane likes to have the picks. But in that league that you're talking about, it's very difficult to try to do that because of the high stakes that it is and the people that are in there. It depends on what you're offering, but I don't believe that we would go for the first-round pick instead of a player. No, but I will tell you, we did send Jeff an offer. Um, oh, yeah? Of we, Yeah, we offered him uh, Deshaun Watson, who is going to be his MVP. He just noted that. He just um, said it, yeah. 25 years old. Um, <laughs> apparently, he's getting Kenyon Drake and Kenny Stills add to his weapon. So he's probably going to pass for at least 5,000 yards and run Jeff. for another 800. We offered him and Tariq Cohen a really nice up. asset. For um, all we wanted back was Cam Newton, uh, Miles Sanders, and Leonard Fournette. Right. All we wanted. There you go. That's we didn't want a lot. Jeff, the one thing that you will know by listening to the show is that when a players come up and Shane sees that he can make a trade, he'll try to do it during the show. So, is that yeah, anything anywhere close or anything that no. we can work out with you? <laughs> he immediately. Um, I know that. he's cracking yeah, up. I see his face. reject. And I tried to like. It wasn't even just like I quickly rejected with the hopes to quickly counter. And then I was like, man, where do I even go with this? Just because, and this was also to, I think, the day that they had said that Tariq Cohen's usage is going to go down and everything, you know? So I was like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't even buy on Tariq Cohen uh, right now. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's hard to get there because the way I see it, like, Watson is what a second round. Where'd you guys take him? Is early second, mid second in this league? Well, too early for Shane for sure. Because I remember, like, uh, he's been wanting to trade him away ever since we passed up Carson Wentz. Yeah, he wanted Wentz in Shane's mind. Although I still think it was the best, (laughs) the better move. But Shane's a Philly fan who loves Carson Wentz. There's a whole backstory there. Uh, We, we, Mike and I made the right choice, but Shane was mad at us. I don't think he talked to me for like a week after that. (laughs) No, I mean trying to co-own with him is hard. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I'd say probably a second rounder in a super flex, and then Fournette's like, I don't know, late third. Uh, is that fair in super flex dynasty? Um, so it's like to me, those are somewhat close, but obviously there need something needs to be made up there, right? Um, and I think Cam and Miles Sanders for Tariq Cohen, it's like, <laughs> well, that's a bit much. Uh, it's just where I landed there, and it was hard, hard to get something between where I thought the value wasn't and you did and uh, again as i stated a bit ago admittedly I, I might not know how to properly value quarterbacks in a super flex or maybe not even just properly but i might not value them as much as uh, a veteran of a super flex well player. you've convinced me we'll accept cam newton and miles sanders for deshaun watson and Tariq and let's just get it done <laughs> wait, that would be a little more tempting <laughs> shane uh, goes wait what <laughs> uh that, no, that I'll tell you what. More tempting, but I mean, we're uh, just be honest with it. It's like cards out on the table. I mean, I've told you exactly what I think about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Where do you guys have Miles Sanders in Dynasty right now? 
because I I realize I'm probably super high in him, but I think like fourth round is realistic. Yeah, no, I, I have no problem taking him there. Um, they, although, are you talking about in single QB or super flex league? Uh, I guess I was referring to more just a standard league, but uh, so that would drop him down to the fifth, maybe. And a super flex. Yeah, maybe fifth or, or early sixth. If he's sitting, if he's sitting there on the sixth, I'm going to pounce on him. But yeah, I, I could, I could see taking him in the fifth because um, Montgomery, I know, has been going off right around there, and so has Josh Jacobs. Well, a couple all... startups recently, super flex. I didn't mean to cut you off, Shane, but I'm excited about this. But he's sure gone he in the fifth round, uh, the fifth round, um, in in a couple of startups, um, just this pat, like you know, in the past week. I, well, I guess this was like August fifteenth. Um, in August uh, 18th, you know, fifth round, mid-fifth, 508, 510, uh, Miles Sanders. And, you know, I mean, it changes, but in a super flex, he's going in, you know, fifth round. But I do think that's the right structure of the deal. It's like Cam and San- uh, Miles Sanders for Watson and Cohen, and then where you go from there, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's somewhat close to that. Hey, uh, I like it. So maybe Jeremy, we could work something out while we're live on the air. I hate making trades live on the air because I feel pressured. Oh, no, come on. Chill out. Just, just take That's a how breath. I lost my virginity and I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> and I don't want to do it now. Hey, how long has this podcast been on, man? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been about two years. But yeah, I remember when he lost his virginity. All right. Uh, Wait, so what? I don't know. Wait, what? Who knows that what really we're talking sounds about? sounds awkward now. I, I know, really. Christ. Hey, um, you know what I also realized in this league? How come we only have one IR spot? I just noticed that too because yeah. I tried to place <laughs> Me too. another player on there and it's only Hakeem Butler that's going on there. I just tried to do it too at the exact same time and it said, no, you only have one IR spot. I'm like, what I kind of think... league do you have one IR spot? Well, it's because the commissioner is very shady. So <laughs> after players started getting injured, he probably changed the settings and none of us noticed. <laughs> we have three IR players and, and we're wasting it on Hakeem Butler. <laughs> All right, you guys so, made me draft him early. That's no, all oh, yeah, Harris we really made you. Yeah, I don't think so. We sniped, we sniped Bob Harris when we took him, so I keep well, trying to trade him to Bob Harris. Yeah, I saw you. now wisened up too. I saw you yeah, tweeted that to him today. You're like, hey, do you still want uh, Hakeem Butler? All right, so is there any movement that we can have here with Jeff or no? Well, we just talked about it. I know, but yeah, Shane right, said he doesn't want to lose his virginity us. or whatever he said. It's We're getting late, so Mike's starting to... He's starting to sundown. Oh so my we god! Gotta, we gotta How attached are you guys to Mike Evans? I know that that's totally changing the deal, but yeah, no thanks. Uh, I've got a lot of receivers. So listen, I know what you guys said about our fans listening and our listeners. So we did have two more trades that we did want to talk about, and maybe the people could listen to this show and check out our Twitter and see if we end up doing a trade with Jeff after all. But uh, in the meantime, for the show purposes, we did have two more trades. Shane, you wanted right. to talk about, correct? Shane yeah, just real quick on the Twitter thing. Yeah, because I'm going to tag Jeff in every um every every tweet. Just try to glam off his name. I think everything um, we do from now on, we have to tag Jeff in it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like every episode. The ones he's not even involved in, I'll just. Well, yeah, you yeah. got to do that, man. Yeah. And basically, like all his DFS heads will see it, but they won't really pay attention, and they'll just before you know it, they'll just start following us and shit. All right, That's so right. so so Jeff, we did have another trade here in a one quarterback league. Where where the team trading Jacoby Brissett had luck in Kasem, but they traded Jacoby Brissett. Kasem. Case Case Keenum. Keenum. They traded Jacoby Brissett straight up for Keyshawn Johnson. Casey Kasem. 
Jacoby oh, Brissett all over that. I yeah. know Jacoby Brissett for Keyshawn okay. Johnson. I'm with that. Go ahead. I like it. Uh, I like Brissett there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Same. I, I, but again, Brissett's another guy that I'm just going to be way higher on than the field. I I think that he's uh going to project to be pretty solid. I don't think people are expecting him to run as much as as he will. And that's where a lot of his value is going to come from. Uh, 2017, you have 14% of the rushing market share. Uh, he scores on the ground, too. Like, he'll run stuff in around the goal line. Um, this is a, a very good offense. This is a very good offensive uh, coordinator. This is um, – he's got weapons. Uh, Brissette, people are way too low on him. So we were talking before you got on air. Um, I asked these two, and they didn't answer, or I didn't have them answer. I don't. <laughs> we really did know. answer, but you didn't listen. I didn't listen. You, you probably know, got distracted by a hair or something. Yeah. So I, I said, I, you know, I can see him easily being QB fifteen, and I, I'm not even going to be mildly surprised if he ends up with a QB one season. Jeremy, you totally answered that question when he said that earlier today. Yeah, I, I said I'm optimistic about the Colts, and I'm optimistic about Brissett. I think he's easily a top. <laughs> half quarterback probably a quarterback it could be a quarterback one i specifically said that i he know doesn't he doesn't okay listen. So where did you go where did, did you try to go accept a trade or something no he was, was sitting right there staring into space look you guys i sometimes i'm just not interested and i kind of just start doing other things so yeah he i think he'll be a qb one too. oh my god um, so i think he definitely has the upside and like jeff said that offense is just set up for someone to succeed with his skill set. And Frank Reich has worked with mobile quarterbacks in the past, um, Carson Wentz specifically. Um, so don't be shocked if they throw in some of those RPOs and uh, you know quarterback draws and things like that. <laughs> and the Colts offensive line, uh, according to Football Outsiders, was the second best in pass blocking last year. So it's a really good offensive line. So People forget, you know, he stepped in in 2017. He was traded to the team eight days before the start of the season. Yeah. At the quarterback position. You know, we, we talk about wide receivers having to learn an offense. Imagine trying to be a quarterback, learning how to, to actually run a team. So yeah. I want to trade. That's awesome. Yeah, there's no question I would want Brissett. <laughs> yes, I, I would you. want Brissett over Keyshawn in that in that trade, definitely. So the last thing we had here um, is a start one quarterback league. We had one side was Baker Mayfield, Aaron Jones, mm. Debo Samuel, mm. 2022nd and 3rd. Mm. And then the other side was Kirk Cousins, Carry on Johnson and Justice Hill. And it's a start one quarterback league. It is a start one. Start May, Mayfield, Aaron Jones, Depot was side one? Correct. Yeah. And, and yeah, some picks. 2020, second, and third. But. Yeah, and side two is Cousins. Carry on Johnson and Justice Hill. Oh, yeah. It's side one, like by, by a good amount, I would say, with Mayfield. And I mean, I think you guys have seen from the, the group chat that me and my co-owner Joe are, are super high on Debo. Um, Debo, I think, is going to be a great weapon even just this year for the 49ers, let alone w when he develops. And then Baker Mayfield, I'm super high on that Browns offense in, in general. And uh, that, that side, um, not really close for me. Jeremy, what do you think? Because I'm assuming no. this is a Shane trade, so that's why I'm asking you. 
Yeah, no, um, I, I'm not just trying to agree with uh, with Jeff Collins because that would be the easy thing to do. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised he likes the youth of Baker Mayfield, but I mean, in this case, in a dynasty league, that's kind of key because Mayfield is super young coming into his sophomore year, and Kirk Cousins is what 30 year old guy already. And I know quarterbacks can play for a long time, and I'm a fan of Cousins, but uh, I think Carryon Johnson, while he can be good, and Justice Hill possibly could be good um i love baker mayfield debo samuel um i i want that side in fact it's mostly influenced by just baker mayfield um yeah honestly shane which side was you i was actually on the correct side um not (laughs) baker mayfield because it's not it's a one it's a start one quarterback league Uh um so Aaron, you're saying that quarterback, good quarterbacks aren't worth anything in a one quarterback no, league? Listen, like, no, listen. You're saying that margins, you're saying you're, so you're saying Kirk Cousins isn't a good quarterback. What's what's no, no. funny? What's, I mean, I'm saying is you're not valuing quarterbacks who are maybe marginally better in a one quarterback. Right, so outside of last year, QB one through QB twelve scoring was yeah. incredibly flat. Yeah. Last year, Mahomes was an absolute fucking anomaly, um, and that's a quote. <laughs> in <laughs> Webster's uh, dictionary. Do, anomaly. do they bleep that, that out in Webster also? I think is much better than Yeah, Jones. I think Jones so too. Is a fifth round running back that can't and stay Hill's, on the field. And Hill's better than Samuel. And Cousins is better than Mayfield. Debo, because well, the picks, here's the thing I'm about... I'm not even thinking about the picks that you're getting. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about Debo. It's funny because you noted how Carrion might be good uh, <laughs> when he's actually played a season and shown that he is very good. But Debo all of a sudden is a wide receiver okay. one. I think I think I like it doesn't it. happen very long, very often where I agree with Shane and disagree with Jeremy. But in this case, I agree with Shane, too, especially yeah, for right now, for playing right now. I'd rather have Cousins and Kerryon Johnson on my team than Baker and Aaron Jones. But um, in a, I, I will say this. Baker is Baker is obviously I'm not special. So Baker is obviously much better than Kirk. Cousins <laughs> what do you mean you're not special? <laughs> Well, I know you guys call me special all the time, and you're like, these are helmets. We never I mean, do I'm that ever. Special, you are actually the only person that says that ever. So, all right. Hey, listen, Jeff, thank you so much <laughs> for coming on the show and hanging out with us. And, and we apologize. And possibly we can work out a trade, you know, going forward. And uh, good luck with your house, by the way. Um, and uh, awesome. <laughs> do you want to tell everybody where they can find you and what they could see when they look? Sure. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff K. Collins, and I write content for a site called Numberball, numberball.com. Check it out if you want to um, get some DFS tips. I'm doing best ball stuff and, and dynasty stuff, all kinds of stuff there. So uh, at Jeff K. Collins and numberball.com. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. And if we work out something, uh, we'll send it out there and let the whole world know that we worked out a trade with you. Perfect. The whole world. I'll do my best, man. The whole world, Thanks. yes. Watch, Everybody that I looks. And in the meantime, why don't we hear from our new sponsor, which we actually have a new promo for them as well, from bestfantasyfootballleague.com. Bestfantasyfootballleague.com. Join a 12-team dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to 999 Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com The best fantasy football leagues on the net. 
so yeah that's bestfantasyfootballleague.com so if you're looking for a few more sites to join you still got uh what's that nine days until something the like season that. kicks off yeah yeah something so, like that you know the draft might be a little close uh but i'm guessing the clocks will be lower on those that kind of um, sounds like our listener league last year didn't we draft like all the way up to like kickoff almost <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, we, we drafted really late. <laughs> that was um, a crazy draft. That's true. So I know, yeah, I, also, know I was going to say, well, yeah, before we wrap everything up, you wanted to give a shout out to a Facebook group, right? Yeah. So I'm a member of this group. They've got about 2000 members. Um, actually, they were just under earlier today. They might've passed it. It's uh, everything fantasy sports uh-huh. on Facebook. Um, I'm on there. Not just me, obviously, but there's at least <laughs> 2,000 other people. Um, but it's an awesome site. Uh, people talk in fantasy football all day. Actually, they talk all sports. Um, you know, time of the season right now, though, obviously, it's fantasy football is dominating everything. Uh, Dynasty, redraft, and uh, as well as what do you call that other stuff? DFS, yeah. baseball. Uh, yeah, it's cool. pretty cool. So go check them out if you're not a if you're on Facebook, um, get in and join the page. It's a pretty pretty cool page. Really cool admins, and uh, I'm on there just awesome. about every day. Go awesome. On. And what about for us? I know you wanted to tell everybody about our Patreon account. Well, guys, I don't know if you're aware, we actually have a Patreon account. <laughs> um, and what you want to do is go ahead and become a patron. Uh huh. Because every week. You get this show uncensored, um, and you typically get it before we release it on Podbean. Correct. Because um, we like our patrons better than our non-patrons. No. Um, yes. And then every Maybe. week, you, you also get a bonus episode um, where we discuss typically fantasy football. Yeah, heavily fantasy football. We did veer yeah. off into stand-up comedy a few weeks ago. I love that really show. That was, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, we keep it to, you know, fantasy football and, like, quantum physics. Just, you know, the stuff that people love. Sometimes so we, we got a few different tiers. Yeah, a few different tiers. Make sure you go hit us up on our Patreon page. <laughs> oh, uh, man. You can also get it on our group me chats where we're talking trades and stuff like that all day, and that's really going to start picking up with the season. Um, and don't forget... You know, if you're not already a member of Dynasty Football Factory, Factory Sports, um, you're going to want to go sign up for that. Um, you know, we've put some stuff out for free this week. Um, just put out a waiver wire article. All that stuff's going right behind the paywall once the season starts because that, that's for our members. Um, Which we're almost in, there. Yeah, you become a member. We got Slack channel. We got video mailbags. We got a bunch of fun stuff. So, you know, become a member today. Check out our site. Check out our different... Uh, our different uh, membership tiers. Cool. That's all I got. Also, check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ, and uh, check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Give us a rate and review. You know, we would really love that. It's funny, uh, Jeremy made a crack about comic books. I know when we were in Canton, no, no, no. Russ, I mean, we talked. You guys have talked about that before on this show. I know, and, and The Walking Dead. I know, and Russ and I were talking about comic books in Canton, and you were like, yeah. "Oh, can we talk about something else?" So, hey, listen. Well, after five hours of comic books, I didn't. <laughs> have anything else to i couldn't listen anymore because i had absolutely nothing to talk to you about I, yeah first of all we were only at the restaurant for an hour so all right we love you guys and uh check us out and we're going to go do a patreon um 
episode shop. right now, right? Yeah. So yeah, I cool. Yeah, right right now. Now. And so, if anybody wants any uh, HQ koozies, we oh, should yes. post these up on the site. And if people want them for a few bucks, um, I'll just drop them in the mail for people. Swear cool. Let's do it. Cozies. We also have some autograph photos left. I know a couple people oh, in our in our <laughs> uh, Patreon chat were asking about those autograph photos. We have some left. So, all right, great. Have a great night. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, say goodbye, Shane. Bye.